Vegas Bad Boys Podcast presents Matt Michaels People I Don't Hate Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here and today I am joined by one of the rising stars in the wrestling business uh, You might have seen him working here stateside for New Japan Wrestling which is just amazing in itself uh, to be talking to one of the actual young lions, Mr. Carl Fredericks. Carl, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Uh, former, former young lion. Well, former, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Former, former young. I'm, I'm a guy now, man. I'm a guy. <laughs> You're you're you've uh, you've gone from baby Simba up to uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> the Lion I mean, King. Trust me, man. I for for as much as uh, it took to uh, graduate the dojo, I'm going to make sure and let everyone know that I'm I'm a graduated student well, of the dojo. Uh, let let me just you know for listeners who don't know about that process, um, we'll we'll talk about that first, then we'll get a little background uh, in a bit. But since we're on that. What was it like for you to first get the opportunity? How did you get the opportunity? And then what was the training like and how was the process? Because I think most people who go through it, it's a fucking incredible experience. Um, to just say the least, it's something that's very honorable and respected within the business. And um, I'm just you know just shining proud that you're <laughs> you're now at the level of you've graduated so what was everything like for that experience um man i got i got a good taste of just about all of the uh all the good and the bad not not bad but just the, the tough things about the business everything like that you know um it was it's 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 real here in new japan you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's much different than anywhere else in the world. Um, not to say who's, who's or what's better, you know, um, right. I'm, I, I made my choice and I'm very, very happy with it. And I'm, I'm proud, very proud to be here, be a part of this and have made it through, you know, the system the way I did and sure. just the way, the way that you got to do it. Um, I think for me, initially the hardest part, was was stripping everything back down to uh the creative character the move set all the stuff you know because right. uh before you know in the indies i was you know i had a few years under my belt um i had been to florida twice and been offered uh that whole thing right you know? so i was i was i was going stuff was going um and you know i was i was the big f you know you you know i was the big f and deal <laughs> on the on the indies you know i'm uh Uh, outlandish uh, shadow Zicky Dice character, you know, uh, yeah. just me as a human being. So, um, <laughs> and at that point in my career, you know, things really started to roll because I had connected the human being with, you know, the the artist and the athlete in the ring, and um, figuring out how to <clears throat> put myself out there and just, you know, like they say, turn be yourself, turn up to. 11 or whatever things like that so you know everything you know everything that got me there everything that got me the job here then you know being stripped down to that you know to this whole new thing and and then just being tested 
physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, yeah. everything. It was, it's, it's scary, but I think all of the reasons that it was hard or all the reasons why everybody that comes out of the dojo, everybody that makes it to the system, they, they go off and succeed because, you know, either having experience and coming in, being stripped down and doing it, or just diving right in. And all you know is that, you know, it's, right. it's like the military. And, um, you know, it was, there was a bit of a, you know, just like we all have our own, you know, question ourselves anyways. So then it was like, all right, well, I hope, you know, can I succeed here? Can I succeed with <laughs> sure. this new style? And I, you know, can I adapt is, you know, the biggest thing, I guess. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I did it. It's been a wonderful ride. It's been incredibly rewarding because it was so goddamn hard. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> yeah, man, not only that, but I mean, just the things I've gotten out of it, um, you know, uh, just as far as personal growth, sure. stuff like that. Um, you know, Gabe, Alex and Clark are my brothers now. Like those those guys are my, you know, I'm I'm here in Reno now. They're the, the guys are back in L.A. Gabe's in the no gay dojo, but. Right. I'm having a bad day. Like those, those are the guys I go to or, you know, vice versa, things like that. So it's a lot. It's just special. Sure. Everything that this experience has been so far and it's been so much more than I ever thought pro wrestling could be for me. Yeah. You know, because it's, you know, especially being here in America, you know, know, everyone, not everyone, but, you know, most, most kids just want, you know, those Instagram followers and to be on TV type (laughs) of thing. And, you know, go be a big star and all that, but right. it just wrestling. Wrestling means so much more to me now than I ever thought it could, and it meant everything prior to this. So, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, you know, along those lines, when you look at the um, the basic training we get as you know regular Americans who seek out a wrestling school and there's different degrees of how different schools operate and teach. Is it almost, um, almost a very, um, kind of just egg shattering kind of thing to basically remove that, um, that idea of when you're training, you're doing it to, um, you know, a lot of a lot of kids are doing it uh, because they love wrestling and because they want to be famous and you know all the all the pitfalls of what you know it's not really about. Does New Japan instill into you what wrestling is about? You know, going back into kind of the history of the different art forms of what grappling was and how storytelling and grappling kind of come together. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, just the easiest example I can think of right now is, uh, you know, it's everybody that comes to that dojo, you know, you come through the system and they make sure you're a wrestler first. That's why, they, yeah. you know, they strip it down, you know, for, for several months, we, we weren't doing we weren't doing pro wrestling moves. We weren't, we weren't doing the body slams that were a part of our, our move set. We were right. shooting. Shada yeah. was teaching. He was in there stretching us, tapping us out, teaching, teaching us how to do all this stuff for real, because you're going to, you know, if you want to be a pro wrestler, you're going to be a wrestler. Right. And, you know, you know, have, have a knowledge understanding. And I think the most important thing, which you get that 
having being in there and doing it is just having a respect for for the business for wrestling itself and then i think understanding all of the stuff on on the real end and and especially i mean it's also just look at the history of like american wrestling versus the history of japanese wrestling right so just nailing in those fundamentals and that respect of um the you know actual wrestling right that's just that's just being respectful to japanese wrestling history period because in japan that's just what it is so i mean it's just it's just a cultural difference thing sure. you know like i said um i mean i grew up attitude era you know i was a monday night war kid you know i was wcw fan first like i i get it i get all ends of it I, right i love the art i love the sport i love you know it's flavors of ice cream yeah you know and sure i just you know that's like as far as what your you know the fans tastes are or what you know what's being done here in america whatever it's flavors of ice cream and then as a performer you know you got to figure out what flavor you are right and for me you know for me it's japanese wrestling and that's that's what it's become um who has been a standout mentor to you in terms of and it doesn't have to be someone who's directly you know, a, a teacher of yours, but maybe even someone that you admire from a distance in terms of, you know, starting to understand everything coming together um, in terms of where you're starting to go mindset wise to get yourself to that next level. Um, absolute biggest influence uh, mentor period that I have uh, first and foremost would be Adam Thornstow. Yeah. Uh, the Reno Scum. Sure. Yeah, that was my, one of my original trainers. And um, he just took it upon himself to take me and teach me. And he was, you know, as far as like that mindset goes, um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just me, but I think like pro wrestling is tough, you know, yeah. and for, you know, one thing I found uh, as I've climbed the ranks, you know, just because it's, you know, I think if you care, this shit should be stressful. Um, <laughs> right. You know, it's you sure. know, just, just, and if you're not putting pressure on yourself then you know, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, but you know, like it's just, you, it takes a lot of mental strength just, just to, to get going. Not only that, but just uh, part of that mental strength is discipline, you know, self-discipline yeah. and, and like, and even just like being honest with yourself. I remember one time early on in my career when I finally first started to get down to LA, um, you know, I was, I've always known I was good. It was going to be good. What, you know, it's, I'm, it's what I'm here for. Right. You're right. You know, I, I try, I try to not let my confidence be mistaken for arrogance, but right. Yep. Um, you know, but then, but then, you know, at the time too, you know, I'm, I'm like 26 years old. I'll be 31 in July. So I've, I'd like to think I've matured a bit, but sure. you know, part, part of, part of it is having, you know, a trainer like Adam, like, if it wasn't for him, you know, I might be one of those people I can't stand on the internet. You know? <laughs> uh, and, and just just little things like, you know, we're driving home from L.A. and I'm finally starting to get down there semi-regularly. And, you know, I, ju- I just even make the comment like, you know, a little frustrated or whatever, you know, like, man, I need to get down here more, you know, because I started wrestling at the same time as like Brody King, Jake Atlas, Jungle Boy. Sure. You know, I see these guys and all the great shows are on in LA and not only that, but like, I want to work with them. Yeah. And, um, 
So I'm like, man, I got to get down. I like, I need to be with these guys. Like I need to, I should be there with them. Like, like those guys, like those guys are going to go do something. And right. I'm, I'm one of them. Like I'm one of them. And, uh, you know, so I just mentioned, you know, like, oh, I need to get down to LA more. Like this is frustrating. And before I could even get, get my thought out, he's like, how many promoters did you email this week? <laughs> like, who you, he's, like, he's like, how many, like, who did you reach out to this week? <laughs> You know, and then and yep. and then I had that moment, you know, and just just like you're doing now, it's like you're right, yep. you know. So then I and then of course, you know, I went home, emailed some promoters, and yeah, started working more, you know. And it was just <laughs> like things like that. Just you know, he mentored me as as a to be a professional, you know, and in, in the ring and outside of the ring and all that stuff. But also both him and him and Dave, um, you know, they taught me not to take any shit and stand up for yourself and and things of that sort and then as like adam mentored me as a man yeah sure i was a you know newly graduated uh full of piss and vinegar (laughs) young man when i when i started and you know um just like anything you know like i don't think anyone's ever had everything figured out young man and when 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 there was times when he was like hey like you know that's going to get you in trouble that's going to get in front you know in the way of wrestling or right you know you know or just when i you know if i was down or something like that you know he was the guy i would you know he was he's my my road dad and now one you know one of my best friends and someone that you know he's a he's a the a father and a husband and a worker and the human a human being that i strive to be like you know so i had him um and it's pretty cool again, just like the LA Dojo stuff being <clears throat> come through the system and we start touring and you know, TJP, who also knows Adam. I met, you know, and Adam's always sure. had, you know, nothing but nice things to say about TJ. And TJ's kind of done the same things that Adam has done just without warrant, you know, just been there. Yeah. You know? And sure. With before, you know, before and after show, you know, he watches the matches or, you know has ideas or tells you this is, you know, do it this way. This is better. And then just be obviously being able to watch him and work with him. You know, he's the smoothest wrestler on earth probably. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like he's, he's been someone who's just like take it upon himself to just be there for me as a dude, as a wrestler, as a, you know, a tenured member of the the locker room, all of those things. So, and, and then on top of that, you know, we have Shibata san, who's there to go to bat for us and he's like he's our real dad now you know yeah we're, we're, we're his we're his kids we're his we're his sons out there and we're his team and all this and he he treats it like that so yeah. i've just man i just fell in with the right people from the jump and not only that but i think it goes to show you like i don't know man like i've i've been doing things the way that adam and dave told me to my entire career and look where it got me yeah you know and I think that I think that I was I I believe that I'm somebody that would have found his way regardless of the school or what have you, you know, because this is this was my mission. This is what I was going to do. Right. But I think, you know, in in th- within three years, you know, I'm signed in New Japan, had been to Florida twice and had been offered a contract with WWE. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think that whatever, whatever, whatever <laughs> Reno scum did with me was, was the right stuff, you know? And yeah. then, 
and they're also like just like they're they're humble guys and they don't you know they, they won't tell you that because they'll what they'll tell you is they've had you know 100 students and they try to coach them the same way you know they don't right. they tell you what they think and that's it you know that they, right. they, they have the same style of coaching so it's like that for me i think just i got lucky yeah i got super lucky and same thing with even you know going i went it was like a last last minute thing that i was able to scrape up the money i borrowed money from my uncle to pay for the new japan camp it was a three-day camp and i was going to be happen to be in la for like four days because i started getting down to la more right sure and um yeah and and i was just you know i had been waiting for almost a year for that the next call of like hey you know time to report to the pc type of thing right and but you know just so i was like well this would be real stupid of me not to pass up this opportunity <laughs> even just to go learn you know just sure go because i would go to every every seminar any anything on the west coast like i would go to every single one of them. um so like yeah i got in the very last camp out of that whole you know i think like five month four month stretch there yeah. in the camps and went and worked hard and got myself a job what was the uh trans transition like for you for you know being a student and then getting a chance to go to the main roster was that nerve-wracking in any way or were you comfortably i mean obviously the confidence you, you made a great point confidence versus arrogance is very very crucial to to realize and with your confidence did that plus your preparation prepare you for the opportunity of now being put on a, a, a bigger stage. Yeah, I think it was, it's, it, I was ready. I would have told, I, I would have told you I was ready before <laughs> I went out in the black trunks period, you know? Yeah, sure. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> not because I wasn't because all the stuff that, you know, stretch of touring from, june 2019 to wrestle king that year and right. then later later that month january 2020 that's when i separated my shoulder you know but that stretch of touring i was on every single tour from the g1 on yeah and uh so being able to one go out there and exhibit all the stuff that shabbat had taught us and do you know go out and do my do my job and go kill it that way then being able to perform in front of you know by the by the end of the g1 <clears throat> you know that um Budokan, the lot you know it's like twelve thousand people the last two nights the g1 and then not to mention every single every single show you know hiroshima everywhere you know they're sold out yeah so, you know that five-week stretch uh not only that but then like seeing how just brutal this, the tour is on the guys doing the G1 brutal on every part of the state, you know, everyone, it's a, it's a long tour. Um, and then going right into the next tour and yeah. then going straight to, UK and just, you know, all of that stuff. So, and then it, that whole stretch ends with. That experience alone. And, and you know, then I, and the tag league with Goto Sun. And I, for Tag League, I was the only, that was my first time I went to Japan by myself. Shibata-san was in America. The rest wow. of the boys were in America. So that was, you know, that for me, that that was like a pretty, I was I was nervous for that, you know, right. ready. But I was, you know, nervous because it was like, okay, well, if you want that next step, like you got to go, you know, prove you're ready. And I did. And 
So fast forward, however many months later, you know, I'm trying coming back from an injury. I get that green light. We're going to, you know, get things going. And then it's on the debut show of, uh, you know, yeah. Lions Break Collision. Yeah. And it was where we start, which was, which eventually became New Japan Strong. So right. it was like, you know, obviously I wanted to do it in front of people. <laughs> you know? um, and, then, and, then, and then not only that, and it's big, but it's like, okay, Lions Break Collision. Well, here's the lion making his, you know, here's his big break here. You know, this, that was the, the story of, you know, those three shows. Right. So then on top of that, it's like, okay, your new character let's you know it's it's not like if you're watching from your television you can you can see it happen and you can hear the audience and you're like okay people are with this shit this is good right you know, it's it's going you know so it's like i was afraid like maybe you know it, it could fall flat or not only right. that you know it's like well you know i'm like that story is kind of the selling point for this stuff you know and and they were doing stuff in front of a and actually, that, that, yeah, we they were about to start doing stuff in front of people, you know, or they had, they had did the New Japan Cup finals. Right. You know, so they had an okay. audience, you know, they were doing stuff over in Japan and it was kind of like, um, you know, this this experiment. Right. And uh, but at the same time, like, you know, they they, they trusted that, you know, and, and that yeah. was an opportunity that I was given. And I think I'm, I'm very happy with that, with how that went and how everything has been going. But this kind of turned into a basically a two-year excursion it's been <laughs> sure it's, it's been a it'll be you know still no idea what the plans are because of covid and visas and stuff like that but yeah. it'll probably be close to two years since i wrestled in front of fans in japan yeah. by the time i go back so in the long run too this that'll probably be a good thing you know it'll probably work out to my advantage because it's it's nice to step away and that's what you do on an excursion anyway you step away and yeah you know change switch it up and come back and go get after it and i'm just i'm ready to go go back to work and you know they say find what you love and let it kill you so i you know i'm <laughs> ready to go run myself into the ground for this company <laughs> well you know you, you just made a very good point too about how if you go away um you know, here in the States, when the territories broke up, it was very then contingent about you're this character, you play this character, the bigger you got at that character, the more money you take it. Mm-hmm. But that old theory of territories where you could be in Texas for, you know, six months, eight months, and then go to, you know, portland or new york or something and you totally disappear and then when you come back it's fresh fans are hungry for you now and i think with you know with the development of new character and getting back over there in front of the fans i think that that's going to like i get emotional thinking about it i think that first match for you is going to be like (laughs) you know I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm ready. It's what I want. I'm excited, but yeah, man, I'm going to be, I'm going to be real, real nervous, you know, because it's not, you know, we're wrestling in front of nobody, not to knock strong, like strong's sure. in my opinion, has been an amazing venture this yeah. whole time. And, um, 
seeing some of the guys, the newer guys, you know, the unsigned guys come in and just seeing how they've adapted one to just certain things on, on our show, as opposed to where they've worked prior. Right. Um, and then just seeing their effort, let alone everybody that's been, you know, on our end, that's been able to come in and try and do stuff. It's, it's been awesome. Yeah. You know, my real, the real debut and the real, you know, stuff really will start when I get back to Japan. So it's just, it's, it's time, (laughs) but, uh, you know, out of, out of everybody's hands, really. Sure. Um, you know, I, I love, I love the stories of, you know, the, the dojo and, and hearing things from all the different aspects of different wrestlers. But of course, like you said, you did start here in the States training with the scum. Um, the scum have a very good relationship with Joe DeFalco here in FSW. And you've had encounters with Joe and kind of got to, you know, work with him a yeah, little bit. I was working for Joe very consistently for about, I mean, yes, I got, I was signed. I got signed in 2018. I started in 2015. Yeah. Um, I think it was probably, it was either late 2015 or early 2016. That was my first time working for Joe. And then, um, yeah, I mean, like every month I was there and, uh, yeah, FSW, like, you know, and the, the roster too, like, you know, Chris Bay, there was a lot of, there was a lot of guys there that was, you know, just, yeah. it was, it was a real good locker room to be, to be a part of. And then there was always somebody that I grew up watching on TV around, you know, sure. so there was always, yeah, there was, they, there was always something cool going on. Um, but yeah, FSW is one of the, the staple places for me, um, I would say that you know, obviously, APW is my that's that's my 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 the, my first home. Yeah, I'd say my, you know, sure. Um, Mac Mac was great to me, and that was that was the place that really put me on, and the place that I really developed because it wasn't until I was a heel, you know, I had heel turn and then had that run with the <laughs> internet title that sure. I really, you know, <clears throat> I I, rest, I got to wrestle at the Cow Palace twice. You know, strap. one of Bad. those matches, um, <laughs> the second match with Jacob Fatu still to this day is like one of my fondest memories in the ring. You know, it's just a really, it was a really good day, you know, so. Well, you know, sp- speaking of that, when you got the opportunity to present yourself as a heel, how much more freedom did you feel with that in terms of, you know, with baby, with baby face, there's a lot of constraints. And even though lines are getting more gray, you know, you still need those traditional baby faces, but man, playing the heel, does that not just make you just kind of a little gleeful because you get to just explore those instincts that you have to, you know, kind of be like, Hey, you know, yeah, I mean, there is, yeah, there, there, and there is, you know, on paper, there is, you know, there definitely is more freedom and, and, you know, everything you just said, I agree with, but, uh, you know, just like anything else, if, if you're, if you're not doing it right, if you don't believe in it, sure. you know, people, it's bullshit, bullshit, <laughs> you know, it's just, you no know, yeah. different than being a baby face, you know, you can't come out and say, come on, baby, you know, piss <laughs> off. <laughs> um, you know and that's what we all do though like right. legit that's what we all do you know right. when you first when you first start and there's yep. you know there's um to an extent there's nothing wrong with it you know you got like again 
we all make those mistakes and we all that's and then when i so for me it was hard because like before like i've you know i've always been good in the ring good enough to go out you know all those things you know but like as i'm developing in the ring my my performance part starts to develop as this baby phase and then that's just playing off of you know just I, you know flashy move set sure. good looking kid nice gear cool moves whatever um, right you know but there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of substance to it until i cha- you know until the heel turn but then even then like it took it took a minute you sure. know, because at first it just it wasn't it because then uh i remember <laughs> i want to say uh this is this is the quote adam used something but um you know i did my heel turn uh after after a tag match and then the next month i come back and have my first singles match as a heel and the match itself wasn't spectacular but it wasn't anything you know the the wrestling itself wasn't really like the big the big problem it was um as far as you know did i go out and do great or did i do okay i went right. out and did okay and that you know as a heel it was like i didn't know what i was doing you know well, so sure. i did the equivalent of coming out and saying come on but you know and you just come out and walk out like billy badass is what adam said he's like you can't just be like me you know like right you right gotta add some you gotta add layers to it there's gotta be a why you can't just be stone face guy right and piss off like like that at every territory or whatever you know right um but once i started you know once i start to figure out the layers to it and things like that then it was you know i can i can do i can still do the flashy stuff but then i can put extra you know extra spin on it or I can do the flashy stuff like a dickhead, which yeah. is, you know, even yeah. like, and, and then when a heel can do a flat, can do flashy things, it's like, Oh, I don't like that. You know, it's cause it's like, cause it, it you hate to admit like, Oh, that was pretty nice. Like that was cool. <laughs> you yeah, know? sure. And then, um, yeah. And, and then, you know, then you get to blur those lines between confidence and arrogance and the, yeah. that part of it. And um, yeah, so it's just, if, if you, if you don't, if you don't find, you know, if you don't add real layers to it yourself or you don't actually put yourself into it, you know, those, you know, it's like, Hey, you, these are your, these are your limitations in between these lines, but like, you only know how to go this far anyways and use this much space or this much of the spectrum, then sure. it's still not going to be good. You know, if you, as opposed to someone who knows how to, you, you know, his restraints are here, but he uses that whole spectrum because he knows how, you know, right. Tanahashi, Tanahashi. You know, oh yeah ultimate baby face you know that and and but but he also fights mean and hard you know but that's that fighting spirit thing that's that's Japanese right. wrestling but right you know but he works like Shawn michaels you yeah know? he's you know he's he's the the perfect baby face because he uses that entire spectrum yeah. he understands that he's the best you know yeah um, you know, I can't help but notice the posters behind you. And as you're talking character, how much, how much of an influence do some of those types of movies, like you look at scream and by God, I remember the first time I saw that film, it was just a revelation as an actor of holy crap. I didn't see these turns coming because yeah, yeah. there were so many different yeah. layers going on like yeah i think that's, yeah that's how do great. you yeah i never even thought to really connect those those dots but yeah uh i think that's the, the scream series would be a 
real good uh, studying point for pro wrestling, you know, as far as like the stories and then like the characters too. My favorite thing I think about those movies and, um, you know, I try my best to be as well-spoken as possible. Like I'm, I'm, I, this is how I talk. Sure. Um, but like all those, all those characters, you know, all those, all those villains, you know, they're all so intelligent, you know, and it's a whodunit movie. It's a mystery, you know, it's a mystery, right. you know, to solve the whole time too. And at some point, you know, you listen to any of those little monologues they get or those, you know, those big chunks of, you know, right at the end there. And it's just so well done and it's so good. Um, funny enough about just about horror movies period. I got uh, sure. Friday the 13th on this wall, but um <laughs> You know, I always joke about someday if I, you know, coaching wrestlers or have a school or something someday. Like for me, like like all the stuff that I have to offer, if you haven't been able to tell yet, like I'm I'm totally fine with talking for long extended periods of time. Sure, uh, but I think like all the, you know, I I can would be able to teach fundamentals and all that. You know, help people learn how to wrestle. But like my seminar, like any of the good stuff in my seminar would be lecture. Yeah. You know, uh, I like, I like philosophy and stuff like that. And then, and then relating things, you know, just like you just did with the movies and relating other things I love yeah. to wrestling. And um, I was watching uh, Friday the 13th part three and there's like, you know, there's like, you know, you know like the little biker gang, you know, and like the guy's name is spider. And he's yeah. Got like this shitty, le- you know, this shitty vest on with a spider on it. And it's like, Oh, that guy's a bad, you know, that's Billy badass over there. <laughs> And then just like watching some of the bad horror movies, you know, it's it's no different. Than, like it's someone go, you know, someone goes in and checks the empty barn for no fucking reason. It's, and your thought, you're like, you're watching this horror movie, hoping to be scared, hoping to be entertained. Right. And then like these little plot holes, you know, someone goes off and does something stupid, or the girl runs upstairs. And you're like, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> well, kids, that's the same thing that people think when you do too much dumb stuff in your match, probably. Right. And when you're when your name is Spider and you're just what is what does that mean? His name is Spider and he's got the cool okay biker jacket that looks like he you know, it's like so well, it's presentation and things like that. Like I think there's just funny lessons in there, you know, that can be related because yeah. like, you'll watch those movies and you'll laugh and you'll shit on it, but then you know, just like I said, we all do it. We all make these mistakes while we're coming up. Like it's just a really easy point there because it's like, well, we're you know, we're sport and we're entertainment. We're all this stuff too. So right. you can't have plot holes. You right. know, your character needs to have depths and layers and it needs to make sense. And then if you're, you know, you're, you're the cool guy, like, yeah, well, you're wearing gas station sunglasses. You're not a cool guy. <laughs> like, you know, like it, it's just all this stuff that like people don't really think about. Yeah. And then if you're, you know, on top of, you know, like your, your presentation, like, if I go watch Avengers and barring, you know, aside from Endgame, because off off season four was hilarious. Right. <laughs> but you know, if I go if I go to watch the first Thor movie or if I go to watch Avengers and Thor doesn't look like fuck if you're the big guy, if you're whatever, you know, it's like look the part. You right. Know, this is not like I don't I don't care if you have abs, I don't care if you're jet, you know, but like look the part. And right. then just actually, you know, be in shape, be an athlete. You don't you don't have to have, you know, and the other end of the spectrum is like being a body doesn't make you great. You know, right. having a body doesn't make you great either. Um, Cause just like the movie, like you still got to act, you still got to play that role. You got to play, you know, you got to make me forget that I'm watching a silly superhero movie. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, so I'm, I'll probably, I'll probably just end up opening like a film school. That'll, it's a wrestling seminar or yeah, something. I don't seriously, know. that'd be awesome. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you came out with some, you know, a good philosophy, and that is the the spider um, analysis is really good because one of the f- things that I think gets lost a lot of times is that. When you have a character like that, where you're obvious trying to say this is the uh, the bad dude, right? Yeah. But you have an ultimate bad dude in Jason, and it was 3D was was. I mean, I remember as a kid that that was the movie. <laughs> Holy macro! Like all of a sudden, Jason was awesome. It was like, mm-hmm. and it's because yeah. you you put something in there that was supposed to be badass, but he wasn't badass because your villain was the badass thing. And that's, yeah. you know, how the, the villains like Freddie, same thing. Freddy Krueger became so much more popular to us because we became invested. The, villain became the baby face in these films yeah you're like <laughs> like that's why i'm watching this yeah not only that but you, you still watch it because you want to like i want to see freddy krueger and i want to hear him in his shitty puns yeah that's what i'm here for <laughs> you know I, I i love the le- like sidebar um if you if whoever's watching this if you guys haven't seen the leprechaun movies or if you watch horror movies and you know how good freddy krueger is on the mic on the stick and cracking jokes and all that you know his puns leprechaun is the best he's he's the conor mcgregor of uh yes. of horror i would say he's his his shit talk is the best and the funniest yeah but but so it's like but again he's a end of the day he's a villain you know you and any good villain is like, yeah, I'm pay- I'm gonna pay money to watch this guy get punched in the mouth. Yep. But when he cuts Trump, you know, when he's talking or when he's doing his things, you still you still respect it, and you still you know you little part of you is a fan of it. Maybe you don't want to admit it or whatever. <laughs> you still want to see Freddie lose at the end of the day, but right? You, but you want to see Freddie go be Freddie. You know? Well, and you also know that you know it's a very it's a very parallel wrestling point. You know that Freddie will lose at the end of the day. You know, it's like Freddie's not going to win because if he wins, then you've got no franchise. And what Hollywood found out, but if Freddie's poor, but if he's not a good villain, he can't keep he can't keep losing. And you know, because at that point, right. it's like, ah, what does it mean to beat Freddie? But he's such a good villain, right? He can lose all day, and it doesn't matter because here, take my money. You know? Exactly. And I was just going to say, it's it's like they discovered this thing about how a heel can actually become your moneymaker. And Hollywood was doing it way before, you know, Vince was taking a chance with, you know, he'd always stay to a Hogan. WWE always stayed to Bob Backlund. Yeah, that's a great point. And, yeah, that's a great point. It, and it's just like, yeah, man, if you think about the theory of it, your series keeps going because you're invested into this villain. But in the end, the villain is going to have to lose. We know that going in. But at the same time, we want to see it. Yeah, and then, yeah, we want to see him. And even though you're invested in the, but ultimately you do, not only, you know, you you think that you know he's going to lose. Right. But you also want him to lose. Right. As much as you want to go see him, you also, you know, you would know what to do with yourself if at the end of the movie it's like, oh, he just killed everybody. That's it. (laughs) 
and then you and then you're just and then you're sad like yeah <laughs> you know it just yeah. that doesn't nobody goes home happy there right and it's yeah it's it's so you know that that to me has always been the thing i started acting when i was young and pro wrestling came into my life a few years after that and not knowing it the acting understanding acting at a young age allowed me to kind of understand these characters without really realizing why and the biggest example to me roddy piper was everything he was so good and i loved him but man if he wrestled hogan i didn't want to see him win because you know hulk's the champ man we want but yeah boy did i did I want to see him, you know, shave Haiti kids, you know, Mohawk in, you know, when they were going into WrestleMania too. I've, you know, I want to see, I want to see him get away with as much as he He can can before he gets put in his place. Right. (laughs) So now that's interesting. You know, um, it's just interesting how everything ties in. Now, speaking of tying in, I just got to ask you about you do DJing, man. How does that fit into your you know your persona your lifestyle have you been able to incorporate that dj persona into your uh your wrestling um see for me and the one thing that i'm honestly very very proud of as far as just as as far as i've gotten in wrestling and uh you know with fitting into this dj my sorry my dj gears over here usually it's sitting right here <laughs> I moved it. Um, but you know i still wrestle under my real name and like i don't i don't have a fantastic fucking wrestling name i don't you know it's like my name was never supposed to be marquee you know? yeah but, sure you know um but like i'm the fucking marquee if you ask me you know and i believe that and um you know i'm not I'm the guy who went through the dojo. I'm the guy that got into the dojo. I'm the guy who made the decision to go the hard route. Right. You know, this, this is me. I'm, I'm the one who's done all this stuff. I was the one who was ready to go seize that opportunity and, and get the job. And, you know, everything is, you know, it really, really is just that extension of myself. You know, I've yeah. never, you know, of course I, like I said, you know, I, like I, I studied characters in film you know, for the, you know, the way I present myself, let alone just the way I like, you know, I said, like, I, I pride myself on being a well-spoken dude and yeah. things of that sort, you know? So those, those things that I see when I'm watching TV or, um, you know, just even meeting new people or whatever, yeah. um, you know, this is all just me, you know, this is, this is Carl Fredericks. That's it. And you know, what you see is what you get, but what you get is all this stuff. You know? Like it's, <laughs> It's that. And so, you know, with DJing, you know, um, it's, you know, I play fast. I like fast, aggressive bass music and uh, like hard style, which is like huge in Japan, you know. And, you know, so it's just like and and I, you know, I also just play my gear a little bit unconventional and things of that sort, too. Um, You know, so like it's it's like I just like you can hear strong style in my DJ. Yeah, sure. you know what I mean, like it's that's um, the way I feel about that. And then, really, one of the things that honestly helped me um, 
just pick up DJing so quick. I've been doing music my entire life. I've been in bands. I've been doing like solo singing, you know, forever. But, um, you know, all every form of art, everything is storytelling. But right. it wasn't until, you know, and then being through the dojo, working for New Japan, um, you know, that I, I understand pro wrestling and the storytelling in pro wrestling. Like that's, that's my language of storytelling. Right. I get it. You know, that's what I get. Um, so I can see the parallel, you know, now I can watch a movie and have better appreciation for it, but I can't write a script. You know, I can't. <laughs> sure. You know, but, yeah. but I, under I understand storytelling better because of wrestling, but I always have, I always have to come back to like, oh, this is like that, you know, just like we did with the horror right. movies. And, you know, when you're, when you're putting together a song and you're, um, you know, you're, whether it be writing the song or, you know, piecing it together, that's storytelling. You yeah. Know, that's taking people on the ride. That's, you know, what's this song about? What are you saying? Things like that. Why would you, you know, don't put, don't put too much shit in there because, you know, it's, right. it's, it's story. But now, so like, I think of like a match or anything like that. And then putting together a whole hour long set or work, you know, hours plus whatever, like now I hear all of my favorite DJs and I study their sets and I can hear the story in it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm like, this is what, you know, here's, here's where we're at in the match. I'm like, this right. is what's going on here. And here's a callback to this. And ideas coming, but like in a match at the same time, I'm thinking of stuff when I'm putting together my music. Um, so I think for, for anybody that's, you know, inclined to be a part of the arts, obviously you probably can dabble in a few other ones. For me, it's always been, uh, music and pro wrestling, but pro wrestlers in my eyes have always been rock stars anyways. Yeah. You know, and you know, that's what you do. You go, you, you clock in, you go out there in front of thousands of people and you go fucking light that shit up and yeah. you go put on a show, you know? And, um, yeah, it's just, it's been hand in hand for me and I've always been like super into dance music anyways. So if it was out of all the things I've done in music. It's, the one I'm best at easily. And then it's the only thing I've ever done in my life that feels just like wrestling. Sure. Like it's been just as easy. As soon as I, as soon as I bought my first little <clears throat> learner set up, like I just understood it. And then I was obsessed with it. So I was, you know, I do it probably between anywhere from two to six hours a day. Yeah. And it's been, it's been about a year now that I've been doing that. And that's yeah. one thing that, you know, to be honest, that I was blessed with in like this pandemic, because if it wasn't sure. for that, then th this very well could be something that like, I've, I've always been saying, like, I want to learn, I'm going to learn things like that. And because of how busy you get, you know, like yeah. in one year, I had a full year of my life to just dive in and I did and I have. So now, now I'm at the point where it's just playing and practicing and sharpening and sure. whatever, you know, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's something that I think that I, I would have been able to do regardless, but because of wrestling, I was able to do it much quicker sure. because, you know, I didn't, I understand the art because I have an art that I understand. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And that's, I mean, it's awesome that uh, instead of baking sourdough bread, you found your outlet, you know. It's oh, a... I fucking love sourdough bread. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so, last thing as we kind of wrap up here, um, what's it been like for you to be an uncle, man? Oh man, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I have I have three nieces and two nephews. Um, <laughs> that are uh, some live a, sh- a short drive away, but I mean, my first niece, she was born when I was I think a, a sophomore in high school. So she's that was like 2006. She's a sophomore now in high school. Wow, so that's, that stressed me out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, between you know her and then uh, like my nephews, one of them he's going into I think his third year of football. Oh, man. Know, loves it. Um, one is uh, my youngest niece is going to be two, I think on May or early May, maybe the ninth. And then um, the one that lives real close to me that everybody sees on Instagram all the time. She's she just turned four uh-huh. in November, and uh, it's nice because I just get to be the cool uncle. Sure. So I I just get the best of them, you know. <laughs> so when they're they're not when they're not on their good days, I can. Yeah. <laughs> and uh um no it's 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 great man and especially like the uh Kyoko is the one that I get to spend a lot of time with. Yeah. Like, I go to my parents every day and have breakfast after the gym and she's there a few times a week too. And she just she's so fun cuz she's grown up only watching cuz my brother-in-law as well like she just watches pro wrestling basketball football and ufc so she oh, also man. doesn't watch combat sports it's like she loves wrestling we do chop exchanges <laughs> like you know she i mean she's she's been to the cow palace oh like she, she's been to the, she's been in the cow palace twice she's oh man she's seen two or three two or three shows um and yeah she's been to la and san francisco for wow. new japan shows and she just loves it all so it's 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 real fun on that end and then she's man as much of a you know a showman that i'm trying to become now like i wasn't i wasn't always uh you know the the outspoken sure. kid or things like that you yeah. know um it took me you know to the age of 25 and becoming a pro wrestler or i'd say you know maybe about a year before that when i was singing and stuff like that and performing finally to like all right, you got to step out of that shell, sure. you know, and, you know, but it, it was, it was everything, everything I'm doing now, you know, you know, very, very blessed. You know, this is, this is the life I wanted. This right. is the, you know, this is the person I want to be. And, um, you know, but it took, a, it took a whole lot for me to step out with the jazz hands and my <laughs> niece is like, she's just like that. Yeah. Born with she's, the born with the jazz hands. She yeah, she is so much more ambitious already than I am. So my my sister and my brother in law they're they're in for some trouble with that kid. But yeah, it's, it's great. Oh, that's that's wonderful, and that's a great observation too. On you know, there's just some kids that have that natural just fearless. Yeah, yeah, and it's like because yeah. Know, as much as I liked act, acting as a young kid, I was also very introverted in my own self being a, you know, uh, an only child and having my, you know, my wrestling figures oh, yeah. and my G.I. Joe figures and my Star Wars figures. So my, yeah, yeah. I was creating, you know, stories. I was more interested in my stories going on than, hey, you know, hanging out with, you know, so-and-so on the block. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it's cool to hear that she's already like that, and well, she, and she's an only child too, you know. So and yeah, and it's she's awesome. just possessed by something that just she's always she's always on, always entertaining, and uh, um, yeah, it's That's amazing. I, mean, I remember like you know, and I'm from a tiny, t- I'm from Lovelock. I don't know, if sure, you're yeah, from but yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm from a tiny town, 
And like once a year, the Missoula children's play would come, you know, they'd come through town and stay for like a week. And, you know, the whole school would go out to audition for, you know, and all you had to yeah. do is like say your name, step out. Split. <laughs> and like most like, and I would, I remember we'd be sitting in a circle around like the entire basketball uh, gym, you know, right. the court around the court, the whole elementary school. And like, yeah, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try. And then like, you know, it starts to get around almost my turn. And then every year, like stepped back. I was like, nah, I can't do, you know, and then for even, but, and then it's also like, I don't know, like I was always an athlete growing up too, sure. you know? So it's like, it's like, I it's literally, it's, it's embarrassing. Cause it's essentially like the plot to high school musical, I think, as far as I know, like, <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> it was like that, I'm like the, the quarterback. And I'm like, I just want to sing. You know? <laughs> like, like, I just want to dance. Like, so you know, it, it took it took a lot, uh, you know, for it. It's all of it at once. You know, I'm just I always tell people that don't know a whole lot about it. I'm like, no, I was like, we're just a bunch of buff ass theater kids. Like, it's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's that is the greatest. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man. If. Like, I could see when I trained. I trained. Uh, John Cena was at UPW. If I was to go right. to John and say, "John, you're nothing but a buff ass theater nerd," <laughs> he would probably look me in the eyes and go, "You know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, you're right. You're so right on. He's the best. The best theater nerd." <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and you look, you look at guys like The Rock, like, you you can't tell me that, you know, growing up around wrestling and growing up around these personalities and stuff, how could you not become a good actor, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I mean, so well, much. If the guys that, do, you know, do their job, you know, the best or, you know, the best characters, all that, you know, it's it's really you know, same lane. And then and not only that, just like an entertainment thing, you know, like yeah. I've always, you know, again, like I, said, I always look outward for inspiration, you know, even if it's like character stuff that'll never go in the ring. Sure. Know? Um, I look around at, you know, the, the landscape and I always try to think of like parallels, like, you know, okay, okay. If this is music, you know, um, you know, rocks like Elvis. Sure. You know, you got yeah. like that. And then uh, maybe, and then maybe seeing it like, yeah, Cena's a handsome dude. So maybe Cena's like maybe because like, he's kind of like maybe like a second coming, you know. So he's like JT, you know. Yeah. But he's he's triple threat, you know. Yeah. Cena can do everything. Um, yeah. Like guys like you know, today, like uh, like Ricky Starks, like like guys like Prince, you know. Like yeah. he's he's just like his his swagger, all those things, you know. Um, you know, and I always like grew was growing into this when I had these thoughts, thinking like you know maybe. You know, like who am I here or whatever? Uh, you know, maybe like want to be like an Elvis guy, and, and then I, you know, I also just look at backstory. You know, but from a small town, things, all of that stuff. And I'm like, no, nah, like I think in the landscape, like I want to be more like Cash. You know? Sure. Like, I think, you know what I mean? Like I, th- yeah. I, but that's just like, again looking outward for little things that I'll never physically do in the ring. I was like, but it's something I can carry myself with to the ring, outside of the ring. And things of that sort, you know. What's um, what's really interesting with that, and I, I love that analogy because Johnny Cash was the man in black, right? So 
Yeah. He's kind of that down to earth heel. The baby face, down to earth baby face like that, is someone like a John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, yeah. You know, where he's yeah. like the baby face, you know, the small town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like same, and it's like his like his stories aren't, you know, the, the stories and songs aren't aren't as aren't as edgy, edgy and as right? Hard, and as harsh, you know, I would say harsh, not even just edgy, just harsh. Yeah. You know, um, but like, I think that also comes, you know, trying, you know, like that cash conversation that, you know, no one's having other than us and the conversation <laughs> I'm creating in my own head. But, you know, I think like, I don't know, I think daydreaming is real fucking important for this stuff, oh, yeah. you know, for anything, you know, some, some people might, you know, like I've, I, I daydream 90% of the day. I have my entire life. You know, yeah. what would it be? You know, that'd be cool. This would be cool. And, and so I've always been thinking about, you know, when, when I, when I change, you know, change costume and do this, you know, it looks exactly how it does. You right. Know, I did. I, I designed that. My ideas. I made my theme song. Yeah. You know, I produced That's my theme awesome. Song. Um, that is so cool. You know, and again, like I said, this, you know, my name, like, this is me. Right. This is like every, every bit, this is me. And then, wanting to have that Shibata on edge, you know, and that, that fighting spirit. I mean, Shibata is the man in black yeah. still to this day, you yeah. know, and, <laughs> and, you know, even I, you know, maybe more so now in this conversation than I have in any interview, you know, I've given a little bit of insight on like what I think about wrestling and, or the state of wrestling and things of that sort, or just what I think is, you know, my, my belief in the approach to it. Yeah. Not even my belief what is best, but the, the the approach I I align myself with, the approach I like. Right. Um so you know, I want I want to keep that cash edge, you know, because Shibata-san had that. Yeah. And he was just he was separate from everybody, you know. Yep. And, and it wasn't, you know, all this, you know, wild stuff it didn't need to be. And when I when you watch me fight, you know, I wrestle, like it's not. Yeah. It's no bullshit. You know, and you can hear it. And that's that's the benefit of working in front of nobody right now on that strong show. You know, yeah. they're hard they're hard hitting matches. Yeah. And, and you can and, and I want people to know it's you know, it's it's no bullshit. But on on top of that, the beautiful thing and you know, Shabbat Hassan's been so good about encouraging all of us to be individuals, even in the black trunks. You know, like you're sure. you. Sure. You're you. You're you. So you know, um, as much as as much as I am maybe spiritually the man in black, you know, I'm also, you know, I'm also, you know, this, you know, my culture, I come from a different culture. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I have more to say. I have different things to say. And, um, you know, whether it be the tattoo, just everything, yeah. you know, um, I'm still a different person. So it's like I can take that inspiration. And that's not even, I mean, it's not even an inspiration. It's just that man you know he trained he beat he instilled you know he 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 preached and we believe you know we bought in him you know his spirit into us yeah you know so that that you know that johnny cash man in black thing that i'm you know in my head like that is also you know i didn't just out of the blue come up with that you know that was more so just sitting back and analyzing when it, you know thinking the way I already do about the business and then right. really looking and thinking where I fit in. And if I want to know that, then I have to, okay, who am I? Where did I come from? What do I, you know, what do I believe in? What have I learned? You know, and that's, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's where I think that I align. 
No, and that's that's perfect because if you're handed a script and you're an actor, the questions you just said, who am I, where do I come from, all these factors, you just happen to be doing it as part of who you are in your yeah. persona, you know, whereas, you know, if you get something, you, you've got to really do research, you know, Robert De Niro will look at a script and he'll be able to, you know, quickly analyze, okay, this is how I'm going to have to do things because he's been yeah, doing it for so long. Yeah, yeah. you got to answer those questions yourself Self. and then, and then you, and then you can bring that character to life, Yep. but you can't just, you know, and you know, granted, I only took two, you know, like 100 level theater classes, but in college, you know, finally in college, I had was finally <laughs> got, the... <laughs> got to dip my toes in the water and become a theater kid. I always wanted to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was one of the, the my I thought most interesting things I learned, you know, where she's like, you have to create that backstory. She's like, you she's like you create those random, happy, unhappy memories from your childhood. Why is this character's, you know, an asshole? Why is he an asshole? Right. Like, you know, what made you like that? And it's, you have to dive into that. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? And yeah. maybe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm not good at my job. And, I, you know, it's just easier for me to be myself. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a cop out just being me, you know, whatever. But, uh, um, you know, devil's advocate. But, you know, it's just, I think for me, like, it's just, I'm very lucky to be in the position yeah. I am to where, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going out there in ring gear that I saw in a movie. Right. You know, I'm not yep. going out there wearing the jacket and the glasses because everyone, oh, they're going to think of this guy. Like, no, like you're going to think of me. Cause I'm the right. one out there. I'm the one that got here. I'm the one that's, sacrificing this stuff i'm the one that's getting these opportunities and hopefully delivering on them right and i'm the one breaking my back for for this yep. you know so why not why not get the recognition just myself absolutely rather than be like oh he's just like that guy you know that's uh you never you never want to yeah you never want to yeah, be it's, just it's, just like that guy yeah you i don't want to be never. just like that guy you know, I would I would rather you be able to say that I remind you of ten different people than he oh he he's like that guy and 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 one I don't think I'm like anybody and know? yeah and one day you know some kid within the next five years is going to be sitting in front of their television set at eight years old going I want to be Carl Fredericks and that's when you've made it you know like. When you start influencing that next generation, holy crap, man! I mean, I can, I, I can only hope. You know, yeah. that's uh, obviously, you know, you want to keep this this whole thing going. You know, so I'm just yep. I'm just trying to be, and again, like I'm trying to be like all the guys I grew up on TV watching. Exactly. You know, yeah. and um, you know, but I'm not trying to be them. Is the thing. right? And I think that's that's where I've found success in all of this. I mean, I you know I ventured out of that young line move set and I wasn't afraid to do so, you right. know, and very much so asked for not permission thing. And, but, uh, you know, I think it's brought me to a, a pretty good spot. 
Absolutely. And uh, it's a good spot to uh, let uh, watchers, listeners know um, what is the social media that people can find you on so they can uh, follow along with uh, your journey, man. Um, I should. I'm uh, Carl Fredericks, NJPW on Instagram, Carl Fredericks underscore, I believe, on Twitter. Um, what else, man? Uh, please don't add me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and uh <clears throat> i should be as soon as so i'm gonna start really i'm actually i'm getting prepared to start releasing original music nice here in the next nice hopefully one maybe two months um but yeah as that gets going um i have a tiktok account it's carl fredericks uh, i have no content on there but um that's going to be very much music oriented and just obviously like personal life which um you're more than welcome to follow along. And then once, once we're, once I, you know, I'm back on the road and things like that, then there's going to be plenty of wrestling content in there as well. But uh, yeah, uh, feel free to come find me on there. And um, yeah, if you've been watching this, I hope you enjoyed this, this talk. Thank you for having me, by the way. Hey man, this this has been my favorite one so far. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that, man. Um, Again, it's, it's, it's really just amazingly cool to watch your growth and your story and what's even cooler about it is that your depth as a person is just so um so much to be desired you know people people should want to explore that stuff that you've talked about today you know because all of us are a little bit of the band geek or the jack or the theater nerd or the math nerd you know we all have these different filters in our life that man if you embrace yeah. it look at this the success you can have you can be yeah. like carl yeah and i think that's and i i man i appreciate that was very kind of you to say i appreciate that um but i think it's something i've, I've learned as i've gotten older as well you know like you said like we all have those little you know little things right um but we're all I really do think that for the most part, we're all a lot more alike than we'd like to think. Yeah. Maybe not even that we'd like to think. I don't think we're willfully, you know, to, to some degrees um, separating ourselves, but you know, like we, you know, we all have those, those sides of us, you know, yeah. and those interests in like some, you know, if um, you know, this I, growing up <clears throat> watching pro wrestling, I didn't, you know, I didn't understand the entertainment aspect of it because you know, I would just like this shit was real. You know, it was it was my life. You know, like yeah. it was. I just I just saw athletes. You know, yeah, and it, and fire and stuff. <laughs> you know, like, it just it was crazy. You know, I, I saw Kane and you know what Kane was. I saw in my first like episode of Raw. I watched. You know, <laughs> Kane Kane was like the first thing I saw, and then I was like, I'm done with WCW. Fuck, fucking out of here, man. Like you know, but um. Yeah, just like as I've gotten older, you know, just like embracing every little like anytime I've embraced an interest that I have, you know, that that just adds to me as a person. And um, I think for a lot of us too, like, you know, the things you're inclined to be interested in, they're they're all somewhat or can be, you know, interrelated. You know, we did talked about Friday 13th part three and how I'm going to make my students watch it someday so they can... (laughs) 
so I can see them laugh at the shitty movie and then I can tell them that's what people do when they watch you wrestle. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah that's, yeah. You know, um, but that's, you know, it's, um, yeah, I just think that, yeah, if you're watching this and you have, you have stuff that you think you like or you think you might like or stuff you want to try, like, don't wait, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, imagine if, if I figured out storytelling 10 years ago through music, what I could have, done that you know there and still found my way to rest or whatever yeah. you know um yeah so if you're watching this and you have stuff that you like do more of it and then if you have stuff you think you want to try go try it yeah that's the perfect way to end it um man it's been a pleasure and uh, i'm so grateful to have you know this conversation with you and have uh, you know you taking time out of your day to do this um and man no, it's been a blast. Thank you. Uh, I also delayed it two hours, so thank you for... <laughs> <laughs> no problem, man. No problem. Uh, everyone watching and listening, please, um, you know, check out Carl's work um, because it's it's only getting better from here, man. <laughs> and, uh, boy. I hope. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's going that way, man. You got a great head on your shoulders and your understanding of, you know what it is to be an artist on top of being an athlete is just just wonderful and uh just never lose that that spirit of who you are man it's it's amazing doing my best doing my best to to keep it (laughs) and everyone watching and listening thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time Bad Boys of Podcasting.